We're on. We're on. <laughs> That's all I hear from now on. Oh, I know. Fuck. This is going to be a rough one. Imagine when I was like trying to cut the first one and we, you keep over and over to line it up and all that stuff. We're on. We're on. We're on, people. We're going to have to come up with a... We need a, <laughs> we need a tray here where we can have our, uh, our beverages. Our kinky child. It might be distracting to keep stuff in our hands anyways. Yeah, but I'm still going to do it. For sure. For sure. Everyone's going to be watching, thinking, when is that going to fall? What, when am I going to jump around? Bro, all I heard was... And knock it over. People are going to keep watching. That's literally all I heard. All right. If you guys are watching to watch this fall... We should put like, start putting your bets now since the yeah. podcast has started. Yeah, you know what? There, it's there. Start your timers <laughs> now, and we'll see how long it takes. What's what do we think uh, the realistic consequence of me doing this? It's gonna fall. I feel like it's, it's actually out. to be really honest. I've sat here a lot and put things there, and yeah. it's pretty efficient. Even with this, because usually I'll use a, I'll use a, my yoga block. I've never used it for yoga, but I've used it as a coaster for most of my meals and drinks on this couch. Hmm. But I mean, the coaster essentially is the yoga. The yoga block was your coaster. It's still a flat surface. Do you know what we're doing right now? We're doing what we did last time where we just completely forget to introduce ourselves. We just <laughs> fucking talk. We just start talking like about nonsense. Okay. Well then, so, what should we be doing right now? Hi, I'm Scott. I'm Addy. And this is the worst intro of any podcast ever. But we realized that we didn't say our names. It's because I'm so distracted by the police sirens. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Do you think they can hear the police probably, huh? Of course they could hear the police sirens. <laughs> we just want you guys to know it's not for us. Or, I don't know. Maybe it is. It's not for us. We yeah. haven't done anything that warrants paranoia like that in a long time. <laughs> like, I haven't trespassed anywhere in quite some time. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while since I think I've trespassed as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had to like, you know, look over my shoulder. Yeah. For cops. <laughs> Breaking the law. Breaking, Breaking the, the law. law. Okay. Anyway, so th- we're trying to introduce ourselves. Back to what we were doing. I'm Scott. This is Addy. This is our podcast. Do a sm- Which one do you want to smile at? Middle one? I smiled at all of them at one point. Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot of cutting. Yeah. <laughs> For our... Uh, what would you call them? Streaming listeners? Audio listeners? I don't know. That are not watching the video? I am looking at cameras. Oh, that's right. I forgot people like myself actually don't really watch. Yeah. You know, that's... Okay. So, welcome to the Monkey Brain Podcast. Oh, yeah. Welcome. And we're going to get to that mind chatter right off the back again. We're in it. We're, we're dick in right deep now. in the mind chatter right now. I'm sorry. I said dick deep. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even... We, like... So uh, we put up the other podcast and every other like Google Play, Spotify, you know, like we have it on everything approved it, but iTunes. And I'm curious if it has something to do with what we discussed. Uh, on the last one. They're not partnered with Disney at all, are they? I don't know. It's hard to tell these days. I know it's Apple. I feel like Apple is owned or partnered with Disney, but maybe not yet. Maybe I'm seeing the future. I'm calling it now, though, if it happens. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't know why iTunes. Yeah, we said the F word sometimes. Yeah, I don't think, I don't know. We didn't talk about anything untoward. I don't think so. Nothing compared to like other podcasts. Yeah. So. I don't know. Anyways. Anyways. 
So uh, podcast. Hopefully we'll get that reviewed and we'll be on iTunes soon. <laughs> yeah, for, for all you Apple users who are just... For all you Apple users. <clears throat> just waiting. But... Just wait a little longer. Wait a little longer and we'll be there. But, be yeah, but yeah, so I guess like uh, that's who we are. This is the podcast. Uh, essentially, you know, if, if <laughs> like you guys know what the monkey brain is, the monkey brain is essentially your chatter your ego that tends to be all lies pretty much. Um, and the idea is to meditate, to cut out the chatter, to release the ego and to tap into your heart, the truth, or somehow also say the ox brain, which is calm and methodical. So what we do on here is no one is perfect. We all have a monkey brain. And so we've decided to invite you guys into our monkey brain, our mind chatter. And uh, yeah, because sometimes, you know, there is some truth to the ego, but it is also good to get it out and ground yourselves and be accountable for those thoughts so that you can process what you feel is the truth out of them. Because you're obviously expressing something. Right. And I feel like we uh, we're both on the same page as far as the balance goes, where you're going to need the monkey brain, the ego. You're going to need that stuff, but you need the ox as well. And it's it's fine to to reside in both of those, but really need to watch the mind chatter because I personally get I get lost. I get lost in my own head sometimes. I don't know how to get out. I will literally – I'll walk around this apartment in, in fucking circles just thinking, thinking my thoughts and trying to get to a different place and not. And I keep coming back literally and symbolically in a circle um, right. with that, that mind chatter. So this is kind of a good way to help us get out some of that that shit. I know right before we started producing, you were having this like this energy inside, this like you're almost like vibrating. You're like, man, I gotta something. Right. right but right. we had to set up these cameras and it was very methodical and I know you were just like trying to burst out of your fucking <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it, it's funny because um but real quick. Move up your mic a little bit. I can see your sound. Level. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Hey, this is by the way. This is the first, um, the first of the uh, the drinking games that they can play. At oh home yeah, yeah. With the monkey brain. So uh, <laughs> we noticed that our first episode, I fuck with my mic a lot because I'm not a professional person, and I'm not used to doing this. Just gotta <laughs> play with it. Yeah. And everything. Well, you know, I don't want to. Um, but going back to what we were talking about about this unsettled mo- monkey brain. So, yeah, I think, like, we fall into these, I call them manias, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're, you're confident in them. Like, for instance, we have to set up these cameras, right? And the goal is because we got to shoot this podcast. And we got to set up the mics and get the sound and do all that check and everything. And I think sometimes when you're younger, you get really sloppy with that and you're not sure. You're in discomfort of taking the steps for each Heart, mm. not truly understanding that like it's really cliche to say the journey right you just think in the end goal but you don't we call it the journey but I it's like actually parts. say parts it's parts segments or whatever it's parts Steps. segments moments everything it's just realistic to understand that everything is built on top of what happened before yeah so when you're doing something like a preparation for something like this you have to calm yourself down. You have to be mindful because everything's about positioning, right? We need to position the mics for the 
our sound for us to feel comfortable for us to to reposition reposition you know we have to be able to project our voices cameras have to be a certain way you know so on and so forth so you know and that's done with shutting out doubt fear uh shutting out like you know there's like an anxiety or this need to like move through things like that's your monkey brain too dude and and to that it's I noticed that when we set up, because we're recording all this on our on phones. Yeah, it's yeah. All done on phones. When we have our phone set up and we're doing all the other prep and there's some downtime, I'm like in my brain going to reach for my phone to check my phone. And that's its own form of fucking monkey chatter. Yeah. That's some chatter oh, in man. my head. It's just like, oh, phone, what am I missing on the phone? What alerts am I not seeing right now? And it's over there and I can't fuck with it. It's layers. It's layers, right? Because... That's the thing. The monkey brain is so dynamic. And I think that's what makes it, you know, kind of, it can be an enemy. And I think that's why, like, sometimes I have people that talk to me and they'll be, like, going through something. And they'll be like, yeah, I just need, like, to spend time alone and think uh, think or deal with my thoughts. Like, mm-hmm. work, work out my thoughts and everything. And there are constructive thoughts, right? Yep. I think there totally are. And I also think that going through the ups and downs is actually you know there is no right and wrong you know it's just how do you react your behavior based on those feelings or what you're going through is what's important because there's a social you know uh price you pay every day to be alive in a society you have to there's some accountability right Mm -hmm. Uh, and that too can kind of like echo in your head sometimes as monkey chatter um but also just in the sense of you can sit at home and work out your problems, and that's very healthy to have self-preservation. But I think what can be scary is we can also get caught up in our thoughts that are destructive and run around in those circles. And we are creatures of community. We need... Inhabit. We inhabit. And we need we need to be touched. We, not just like Not physically. randomly. Not we random. were talking about this before. We don't like when people just like no, 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 come no. up and touch us. We yeah, like yeah. that specific people. Right, right. And um, I think, but like being touched, you know, whether it's like physically in a very affectionate way or being touched by your heart, being touched mm-hmm. intellectually, stimulated, mm-hmm. emotionally, things like that. And those things happen from talking with people. And I think what, what we tend to have happen when we are stuck in a rut and we are in that place where that we're, we're trying to lick our wounds and protect ourselves. And we can rationalize not needing to be around anybody. Mm-hmm. But those thoughts also can lead to not wanting to be around. Which is exact up until today. I think that's exactly what I've been going through. Yeah. It's been hard to like with the monkey brain. It's right. been hard to leave to physically exit the fucking door. It's just hard to, right. to walk out of the door. Right. Because I'm just doing circles with the monkey brain, and right. I know what's out there. There's nothing. Yeah, and you're just walking around in circles. What is, is it that you monkey? You know that clapping monkey? Yeah, the creepy monkey. Yeah, the. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's essentially what it is. That's the chatter. Yeah, with that face. That that's with that the fucking... face. Because there's nothing. I don't think there's a. You know, like, let's say for instance, narcissism is a form of monkey chatter. Right. Like I think it's monkey chatter. Um, and art comes from like some, what we consider great art comes from narcissism. You know what I mean? Staying in that pain, uh, maybe that victimhood, you know, 
sitting in that uh and you gotta understand like perception writes everything in your head mm-hmm. that monkey chatter like that's another reason why you need you need like a baseline a reference point part of that means like you need to be grounded around the people you are around so i pick the right people hopefully your family dynamics is healthy things yeah. like that because like you know your perception can make the whole world against you or it can make you feel like the world's on your side yeah like the whole world thinks you're ugly or the whole world makes you th- think you're beautiful you know like the whole world is going to hold you down or you have all the opportunities in the whole world and i always say that right it's like that uh gratitude digging or searching and it's just like flipping right your perception on the world because we can really rationalize taking ourselves out of this world like I think like you had came to visit me last year after I was like, I went through my thing Mm -hmm. where like, especially, and this happens a lot with people I've talked with and that have like reached that place where they meditate, like, you know, for years and you've come to this, like real, these realizations and, you know, we say like, none of this matters. Right. Mm -hmm. Like essentially, you know, there, the responsibility we have goes back to having like a social currency. Right. So if we take ourselves out, we're not responsible for anything in society anymore. Right. Right. And we don't have to deal with the repercussion. Right. Right. Because you know, none of this matters. No matter what you leave in the grand scheme of the universe, like, yes, you do play a part, but you can rationalize it to not mean anything. Whereas the flip side is all this can matter. None of this matters, but all this matters. Mm -hmm. And you decide you have that free will to decide and there is this power inside you to decide and do what you want to do. So it's just a flip of the perception, right? Right. And that's why both seem fairly difficult to navigate. Both extreme, intellectually both extremes, and intellectually you can navigate to them though. Mm. You can get to them, right? Maybe you can't decide which way is correct because we do have this innate we're both both i believe this i believe both sides are trying to protect ourselves like uh coddle ourselves all the time and that's what fear does Mm. like you know it's hard to be vulnerable and i think what happens is out of fear which you know if you've gotten hurt you know you don't want to get hurt again like a monkey too like you've seen they've tested chimps in the like that instant, like, no, I'm not fucking with this shit anymore. Uh, like Lesson know? learned. Yeah, lesson learned. And yeah. you'll see, like, the monkeys react or the chimpanzees react in these experiments. And, yeah. you know, but, like, naturally, that's us. Like, we react like, oh, shit, like, I don't want that pain anymore. I don't want the pressure of doing anything anymore, right? So it's natural for us to want to coddle ourselves and keep us shut off. And, yeah. not to, and we associate the same pain of doing the right things and living our truth and the challenges and the scars that we need to grow and we don't realize like objectively whatever that path is is that path but we internalize in our perception we judge what is good and bad in everything mm-hmm. and we just don't want to feel anything and of course we need to encourage you know let's say a scientific way encourage our existence like we need to make healthy choices choices that don't put ourselves in danger but also, we don't want to atrophize our mind where we just sit around and we don't do anything. We don't contribute something. Right. 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 So that's where, like, 
that mind chatter can get really dangerous and narcissism you know tends to be like that that main point where you're still the it's narcissism when we're adult but when we're kid teenagers it's called like um it's like fa- some type of narrative i forget exactly what the psychology term is okay. um but Only differentiated the, because of age it's i don't i it's funny because you're supposed to grow out of it Narciss your narcissist is not something you want to be called when you're an right. adult but you can describe this uh, phenomenon when you're a teenager or someone can describe this in teenagers and it's basically like the whole world's judging you the whole world's looking at you mm-hmm. you know oh my god like i have a pimple like everyone's gonna see it you know or oh i can't wear this i can't go to school today can like, you see the yeah can you see my red pimple? no i can't see it okay yeah but you think the world can see it? It's right. I think no. the camera's zoomed in on it right now. I know it's like, yeah. But so I, I wish I could remember. It's gonna come to me later when yeah, we're talking. But I think what that is is you're supposed to grow out of it. Like when you're a toddler, you're learning no. Like all of a sudden, there's like no. You have limitations. Yeah. Like the word no, which I don't think kids hear that much anymore. Yeah. These days. And then when you're like a teen, like adolescent, it's very much like me, 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 because you're growing, you're going through all this emotional change and you have all this energy and everything. And then by the time you're in your 20s, like, I think like the way our society is set, like there's so many lines we're supposed to cross that are supposed to celebrate certain things. And maybe people don't get to them or don't do them the way they thought they would do them. And that that creates a different type of narcissism because you just feel like you depression is this it's you have you see something you have a reference point in your head and you think you're not measuring to it it's an inadequacy with a false reference point does that have to do with um the um oh god imposter syndrome kind of yeah yeah i mentioned that there's somebody uh it was either today or yesterday She'd never heard about that term before. Wow. She's like, that's exactly what I'm feeling right now. She, yeah. she succeeded. She did something where she, she succeeded. She succeeded. She so, uh, succeeded with seashells. It, by the, the seashore. She, seashore. Yeah, she exactly. succeeded selling seashells at the seashore. Dude, that was fucking amazing. <laughs> well done. Wow, dude. That was <laughs> that's what that Ivy League education's taught you. Fucking J school. Talking about imposter syndrome. It, and that's what I, I, I... So I took what you were talking yeah. about from that what you talk about from going to Columbia and mm. being like not feeling like you measure up. Mm. I told her the same thing. And, and mm. she's like, wow, like that helps a lot right. to know that I'm not the only person feeling this. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that it's so diabolical. And that goes back to the monkey brain. I like thought I was passing classes by like talking about smoothing my way out of them or yeah. in through them navigating, even though I was getting assignments, I was making deadlines, everything. Yeah. I was literally sitting with a therapist and I even called my mom like, mom, I think uh, they're just passing me because, like, I would yeah. say really <laughs> esoteric stuff, like something like I, I, I'm habitually like an old, old cat when it comes to writing, like the lead, I like, like old school New York Times type stuff where mm-hmm. the lead was a couple sentences in, like you'd come in with like a lead, but it would be like the banger would be second sentence or third sentence or yeah. whatever. And I think, like, my professor was like, you need to get exactly to the point. And I said something stupid, esoteric, like, well, in physics, there's actually not such thing as an exact point. So and then she just kind of, like, whatever. Yeah. You know, like... This is journalism school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I think, like, I'm smart enough to know exactly what they want. 
but you know you're still gonna do whatever style. you want yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, it's important to have your own style right now. It's very important. And it's not like, oh, let's just celebrate only the self. It's just right now we have the freedom to be and do kind of what we want. Right. And that's not always been the case. I mean, like... The royal we, not we, but... Yeah, yeah, the world we were in. Yeah. Um, I think uh, being in organized news, there there is a structure and I don't, I always wonder if it's like a natural thing that we just feed into our minds have like since our education has set that the structure up. of it like the way we take in stuff is yeah. the way we've been taught to mm. create mm. it you know things like that mm-hmm. so i think that's really fascinating that even with the time duration changing we still stick to this like structure of storytelling okay yeah so i i think that's really fascinating i wouldn't know yeah i'm not, I'm not. But I mean, it's, uh, I think when we were talking about it, it's the same thing from when we're in school, Mm -hmm. like anything you write, it's still, that's what I mean. Like if we storytell, it's still in a formula that you're familiar with because you did that in your academic career. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like you're, you're already kind of expecting something because of the structure that I think across everything there is a, a sense of a, a, a universal structure of storytelling is what I'm trying to say. So as an audience, you can, you're, you're already kind of like expecting that next step in a story mm. or part. And then we're always blown away when somebody's telling us a story in a different way that we didn't expect, right. which I think is what uh, you know, directors like Tarantino in the beginning or whatever came in. Everyone's like, oh my God. The end in the beginning? What? Oh my God, right? Like, and I think that's what makes you excited. Like, it's breaking the rules, right? Right. But doing it the. It's like bending the rules. Bending. You're yeah. breaking the rules. You're not even, like, you're not giving a, a conclusion. You know, like, you're telling a story that doesn't have the complete parts. But if you're still getting the story in, you're just bending it, twisting it into a pretzel. The Pretzelizing. Rules. Pretzel. Ooh. Pretzel. Pretzelizing. Like if you're breaking or bending the rules, you you've done it in a way that feels like it's right, right? So, but there's so there's an awareness of knowing the actual rules, mm. right? Mm. And I think it goes back to the audience also is aware of what the rules are, right? Does it? Well. You, you you were just saying right off the bat, I don't know. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, you do. And then you're like, I like this director because he breaks the rules. And these are the movies bends I like. Bends the rules. Bends or bends the rules. Rules are important. Rules. Okay. Rules are important. And I guess this is all. Sorry, not rules. Back to the structure of things, I think, is what's important. Like structure. Like I because then you can play with the structure. You can play with structure. Mold it. You don't have to be confined by it. Right. But you know how to launch from it. How did I get here? Bro, I don't know. Get us out. How get did, us out. I, I, I don't know how to get out. I we just here. monkeyed our way into a, something that I don't, I don't fucking know. I yeah. have no clue. Yeah. So. All right. What was the next thing you wanted to get to? Fuck. I don't know. You have a list. 
it's all the way over there, and I don't. I wrote it down for a reason because I don't remember things. Let me see the sticky read your note. handwriting. Let me see the sticky note. I can't read yours either, by the way. Yeah, I know. Which is that. the craziest thing because I figured if I can read mine, I should be able to read yours. Yeah, but we have two different writing styles. Yeah, and they're both really shitty. They're really bad. And I, can't I actually fix it. don't get that. I get compliments. You get compliments? <laughs> yeah. Bro, I was told, I was helping out, right? And I was like, hey, just write these words on an envelope because this is what yeah. it's going to be for. In my best, I try. Oh, dude, I went so slow and I was doing it so like whatever. And it still was crooked. It still came out shitty. They were very polite about it. They looked at it and they're like, thank you. Like, I appreciate it. And I could tell by the tone. I was like, do you just want to print that out? And they're like, yeah, I'm just yeah. going to do that. See, I think because being left-handed, like, I had to, like, my writing was always being criticized because, mm. you know, the direction's different. Like, when you're someone that's left-handed, you watch someone doing something with the right, mm. you have to take it in and then reverse it mm. into the left and do it. And then my mom also taught calligraphy, and then I also had to uh, write Arabic. So, and then, yeah. so like, and then, so I was always having to like get pressed on about the way I wrote right. and it just like drove me crazy. And then with the Arabic thing, they were trying to break my left, not break it literally, but stop me writing with my left hand, right. trying to get me to the right hand. So I was like, really my writing, if you see it, it looks like a lot of slashes. Yep. It's slash, 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 yeah, slash, yeah. slash, like that. Yep. And if I really, really had to write like Danilian printing or something like that I could or whatever if I really had to meticulously like write that but this is like this is my like Dude, who I am and stuff like just, that you uh, just opened my eyes to something I get now <laughs> okay so I'm gonna tie that pen in now yeah I'm oh it. shit I'm tying the pen in right now I got the and pen I don't in. even know how we did this but the pen so I used okay Addy's got this pen he loves. Show the pen. Show off your pen. It, it's a fine pen. Great pen. I just used it to write my notes. I hate it. I'm sorry. I hate your pen. And this is why. To me, it feels very, very, very sharp. Like, I'm going to poke through this thing. Now, for my writing style, slow, you know, sort of like draw, uh, sloppy. I can write in print, but like it'll look like cursive still because I get lazy with my certain things. I like that thick ink. I like it to roll and almost paint the ink on there. But you just said when you're doing your writing, you're slashing through. You're almost cutting your letters with a samurai sword of ink into but the fucking what's, paper. Real quick, what's fascinating. Which is what that feels like for, writing. For me, yeah, but for me, this feels like it's a, a lot of ink. Like if you That's say insane cutting, to me. I feel like it's bleeding. It, and I love that feeling. I felt more like it was cutting. You know what that felt like? If I was a tattoo artist and I was doing the tattoos, it felt like, yeah, it's it's cutting a little groove into the paper and and de- leaking the ink in there. Ooh, like leaking yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? It might be that. That's I think that's what it is. It's really leaking. But I get it trap. now, though, because you're literally, when you're writing, you're fucking, mm, you're yeah. doing things and you're yeah. slicing and dicing like Fruit Ninja. Yeah. You write like, <laughs> you fucking like, you write like Fruit Ninja, bro. I write like Fruit Ninja. Yeah, you write like Fruit Ninja. Uh, and I write like something else. I don't know what. I don't play many games. Why don't you let us know so, that's an opposite of Fruit Ninja game? Okay, yeah. So that's fair. But um, we could do like a handwriting step uh, a post too. We could. We should probably do that. So this is uh, called like 
the ink precision and this is specifically the r2 and you can get these at the dollar tree and i like oh shit oh my god uh, okay i like kind of knew what i was getting like what i was looking for when i went to the dollar tree i was looking because we literally have one just like across the street so i needed a pen and i just know these like ink pens like sharpening pens yeah like i know how they write and i always like what you don't like i guess yeah but for me they really like it comes out yeah yeah. like really dark and shit and i just feel like because yes i'm for me it feels like it's sliding when i write and what's funny is it's specifically these r2 that i like the other version it's just the regular ink precision yeah these are maybe it's like ink is a really big brand i don't know for sure or not but um, it's at the Dollar Tree store, so I don't know if it's like an amazing brand or just a Ink cheap is the brand. brand? It's the brand, yeah. Ink Precision is Precision's the... Precision is design. So what, make, model, and then... And then R2 is this version. Jesus. Yeah. They're like cars now. They've always been. Get the cars. Ink Precision R2. Dude, like if you've been into model. pens and like... I'm not There's always pens. a design. But That's people are into pens, like, though. pens so amazing. Yeah. I know people love their A really pens nice pen. Okay, and so... And think when you used to do long-handed shit. Yeah, but yeah. now we're dating. If ourselves. I'm not writing in this, I'm writing in a Sharpie. Mm. See, I do like Sharpies. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's even funner to do that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this pen, I think it's, like, really affordable. And I, if I give it to people, I keep the cap. That's smart. So For fucking thieves. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to borrow a pen, if you, if you ever lend out a pen... Uh, keep the cap because you'll get it back. Pro tip. Yeah. Life tip. Life, Life hack. Life hack. Life forever. hack. If you want to keep your pens, retain your pens. If you want to keep your pen, retain the cap. That's. You just really made it more complicated. Yeah. Monkey brain. Keep the cap, get the pen back. Ooh. Yeah, that's kitschy. <laughs> that rhymes. That's something you'd see on the subway. Like... Yeah. Bic. A. Is or, that. Or ink. Or ink. If anybody, if you see that fucking uh, pen company, any pen company uses that, fucking I get paid for that, okay? Documented. Because that's is... way too quick and easy to say that oh, like, yeah. you'd see that on a fucking This is proof, right? I think it's legally binding. We have a few lawyer listener friends. Yeah, we have, I have, we're lawyered up. We are lawyered. We're lawyered up. The very best in. The very court. best. They, they passed the bar. California bars, so they're lo- they're they're official. They're wicked good. They're wicked good. Wicked good. They pass the bar and everything. They work fucking hard. Yeah, fucking real hard. <laughs> Say hi to your mother. It doesn't help that I have a socks hat on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even realize we were channeling that. I know, right? Yeah, you got your your socks colors on right now. Yeah, I just felt like we need it. We need to turn it up for each time. If we're on camera, we gotta look a little different every time. My only. Um, Wow, my only sadness right now, my the only heaviness in my heart. Speaking of socks, you can't see our kick-ass socks. Our socks. They, they actually they can see our, your socks. I don't they can see they mine can right see here. Mine. Oh. oh yeah, fucking strong. Sock game's real strong today. Um, Eddie, do you know what brand those socks are? Uh, I don't know what they're called offhand right now. I know there's some <laughs> Just looking some at type it. of brand. There's not a tag know. in your socks. Why are you looking in there? There's. There's not yeah. a. Don't sh- I'll sh- look later because that's it's right ridiculous. there though. Are you <laughs> okay? No, I no, know, I believe I, 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 I normally I know what it is, but it's not. In fact, like I like their sock game, and I think people would actually recognize these that are on the sock game. I forget the name right now. 
probably. You know what yeah. I like about those? They're ribbed. They yeah. look like crew socks. Yeah. Comfy, thick crew. Yeah. But they're uh, they're fun. Whereas yeah. these are like those thin dress sock material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like fine. I could play a basketball game in these. It's and it's but, getting so cold already. In fact, they do make bas- They make sports socks too. The ankle ones or the whatever. Full you okay with full ones. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm burping. Burping the kinky chai. Burping the kinky chai. Hey. Kinky Chai, cheers. Cheers to Kinky Chai. Kinky Chai lattes are the official drink of the Monkey Brain Podcast. Mm. TM. Mm. So I'm burping a little bit about that. That's fine. But anyways, yeah, socks. Socks are cool. I really but, uh, wish I had the warmer ones for the New York weather coming up because I don't. They're not you, fun, you know. What was so clutch when I came uh, is my mom. She like sent me a whole box of like these wool socks. And so, in the in the winter time, in New York, if you get cold, you just wear those. You know. You know, like onomatopoeia words yeah. that yeah. retain that, like the sound or the whatever. Yeah. It's called. What's the word for like when you say a word and it evokes emotion? Like when I say words. wool socks, that makes me feel. No, it's not words. You <laughs> asshole. It's, it makes you feel the fuzzy. Catharsis. It makes you feel like your heart is cathartic. made of wool. No, not cathartic. I don't know. We'll figure a, it out. A, a cathartic word. If you know, let us know. Uh, if there's a fancy word for words that... Make you feel... Jesus. I think it really is just words. That's the words, do, words invoke emotions. Word, but there's certain ones that make things. you feel super warm and fuzzy, like wool socks. Yeah, those are called words, too. They're not special words. Special. Arbitrary words. So now some words are better than others? Maybe it's some words. But, well, you know what? Maybe because there's words that people don't like. Yeah. I, I, just, did, I just did this like um, this uh, 10 question thing and people were complaining that I used the F word as my favorite word. They just didn't get why I thought it was so amazing. What would the com- like, were the complaints like? Uh, I don't like. They weren't ready word. to hear it. We're, We're two or three decades away from uh, uh, Carlin's stand-up about the usage of the word "fuck." I feel like people should get over that. I was so shocked because, like, the way I was using the word was like I I forgot it now. Was you it? here's no no I remember you were like my favorite word is "fuck" and yeah. it was very much for the reasons that Carlin did his stand-up. Like, yeah. it's so versatile. You can use it. And all sorts of moods. All you have to do is change your tone, right? And or the context, right. Of how you say it, right? And that's your favorite word. I get and it. And I also, and I, you know, to add on to it now because that was for like a more of a positive, like teach yourself how to be good type post. Uh, well, you probably shouldn't have said, but fuck then. I'm gonna be 100% real, and you, should, be, and you should be. And this is like to add on to it is like, dude, like we should not be making sex. In any form, seem bad. Yeah, well, that's an uphill battle for America, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, why, and that's what gives people so much anxiety. That's why people feel so insecure. That's why people feel the need to t- censor me. Is because they, they're not in touch with their, like, or comfortable with a word that might be an innuendo sometimes. It's also, it's that hard k ending fuck fuck you know and you yeah. can really like 
you can really uh, like what's it called? Like draw it back like a yeah. bow, like fuck, and then you let it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is the ASMR section. Yeah, this is the podcast. ASMR section of the Monkey Brain yeah, right. Podcast. Or we just but, make sounds. Yeah, like so that's so crazy. Like to have a censorship, so then they just had to like repost it and put a discretionary post i'm gonna censor in the in the post-production i'm gonna censor something that's like benign i know and bleep something out but people aren't gonna know yeah well it's like those bits where they like they'll take politicians and they'll bleep out what they're talking about and it can sound like something bad which are always fun yeah and you know i i had spoke with someone too about like cancel culture and i was like saying like you know some people are just not old enough to be canceled like they grew up in a time where you know the society's at a place where like their their conversation was a lot more healthy and i think more progressive i hate using that word yeah you know what i mean i don't what, know what else to do i, I want to use sure. a better word than that we'll come uh, up with it we'll figure it out yeah not like they grew up in a time where like our conversation our national conversations different mm. But when we were young, you know, like, I grew up in Massachusetts, like, you know, people were talking a certain way, right? you know, and then even California, like, where we lived, like, you know, it's, like, new to be so concerned about all different type of communities, to also be so informed about so many different communities, like, very informed, and when I mean informed, like, be able to empathize, mm. you know, and that's, like, it was easy to be who you were back in the day when we didn't have the internet. Still, we're not globalized enough. You know, we only really uh, dealt with the people around us, right. like within our community. Like literally when the word community had a different connotation back in the day. So you're basically talk If 200, 300, 400 people are all knuckleheads talking about something, that that knuckleheadness and i think we talked about this last week when we were talking about like these teachers that had done something in class mm-hmm. it never got out right so like that knuckleheadness stays within that area you're definitely a product of that knuckleheadness for a while and then you know you with the modern modern globalization with the internet with moving with meeting people with reading with maturing do you remember uh, do you remember the Chappelle skit when he, they're talking about like uh, the white people only realized the police brutality against black folk when it they print it in Newsweek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, look honey, yeah. apparently they're beating up black people like hotcakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that. It's that very thing right there. Right. And so I think there's a generation that feels like maybe it's great that they feel this this social accountability or responsibility you know, to make sure no one's feelings are hurt. And that is good when the motivation is from a really good place. But I I think if the motivation was from a good place, then when you're faced with something that challenges this new way that we look at things, that you would make an educational process, you would try to like, oh, where, where was this coming from? You know what I mean? Like, what was the time? What, you know? or wow this person's came this far like from holding those views or saying something like that to now living like i think what people think it is is when someone in the public eye 
is prospering off of an, a view that's changed. Mm. Uh, other people that do not benefit or feel like they've worked hard or they feel like they're fighting for the cause or they just don't want to see that person win, feel like they're that's what it is, is they feel like that person's just benefiting from changing their view. And they wouldn't have changed their view unless they would benefit. And there's like not an authenticity to it. But what's fascinating about the person that's judging that is what is your authenticity to your feelings about yourself and how you project it onto someone else? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you understand the human mind, you understand the human heart, you understand inside, if you're dealing like, let's say with like a a view of the LGBTQ community, or you're dealing with a view of like a religious or a racial community, like you have to dig deep inside to grow to want to accept that to promote that in the first place like to come far enough and to sit in a place of hate and then to work out inside your head and that's what i mean by the healthy truth Mm -hmm. and not the mind chatter that was creating that bad Mm -hmm. you've actually grown and thought about things and you come to this conclusion that oh these are not the way i should look at things or talk about certain things that is what people should be realizing is that graduated thinking, that maturation. Instead, everyone wants to remember, wants to take you back to that moment, wants everybody to remember you as that because they don't like the fact that you graduated, you evolved, you moved forward. People hate people evolving. I don't even think some of them consider evolution as part of life experience. I think they won't even get to that depth of thinking. They'll just revert to that that pattern of behavior yeah they won't even it won't even occur to them that oh as people we grow over time and experience right because they'll always stay that this is not everybody but there's certain people a certain type of person um you know like because i have like a lot of bengali followers or the bangladeshi american community follows me and they're always like how do you live the way you live and everything and you know because i guess culturally i come off as not living culturally right And it's that, and I've been faced with, you know, I've had relationships with people that dip into like the way I look at life, but can't do it for themselves. And it's because that fear to be free. And and to be clear to the audience who is not, don't know you well, you're a bit edgy for your community. Right. For your Bengali community. I think, yeah, edgy is a good word. Edgy. Yeah. Yeah. You just, I don't. It's easy to say like, oh, it's because you're mixed, like, yeah. But that's not it. It's it comes from just a, a, a more I think our artistic eccentric place inside. I think uh, also there's like foundational beliefs in Bengali culture, and one of them that's not really Bengali right now is Islamic culture. Mm-hmm. Some people argue Islamic is a word, but I use it. Islamic uh, is not a word. Yeah, because in Arabic, no one describes anything as being Islamic. How they you're Muslim. It? You do you do things. So we should say in the Islam. Muslim community. Islam is like a verb almost. Okay. Yeah. So submitting, it's like yeah. surrendering, right? So um, I think people are confused with my faith, and they, you know, you only see what you see on Instagram. You only see what you might see what I write or express, right. like whatever. 
Um, so I think people are in a lot of like qualms with their own faith and spirituality and their beliefs and don't know the background story mm-hmm. of where how I got here and like my upbringing and knowing that this took a lot of work. And so like that goes back to freedom is scary and people don't want to be free right. because that means like, you know, people see just the outcome. Like I have a great relationship with my parents now, now. or I have a community that actually wants me to be part of it now. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, academically I'm great now, you know, right. I have a job now, yeah, yeah. you know, things like that. Like maybe my bio data is hot now, you know, like bio data. Uh, you know, like in brown culture, we have like a, it's basically like a wedding re- resume for arranged marriages, and you call it a bio data. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. So, okay. Um, but people don't know the story between now and back then. Right. Right. You know, they don't know the. They they don't they don't allow you to take those boxes they've checked you in Islam, Bengali, half white, and. They don't see like, oh, he can take those foundational things and through his experiences, it means something completely different to him. Right. And as he's expressing it, it's not the same as I've met with, you know, let's say I'm the same. right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to come out completely different than you. Right. Anyways. Right. And then to take it even deeper, we've talked about this a little bit in, I'm not going to say Islamic, in the Muslim community. Is that? Yeah. Or, yeah. No, no. Sorry. No, in, in Islam. Or There's also sext, sex, sex groups. Yes, yeah, groups. Yeah, sex, sex. I I remember we're talking sex. about you li- sects. I really do want to say sex. Sex. There, there's. I have a speech sex. impediment yeah. that kind of <laughs> mushy and slurry mouth. Sex. <laughs> but sects. Yeah. Where you've described yourself more as like a Sufi, right? right? A little yeah. more spiritual, a little more. How, how would you? Say Sufism. Mystic. Mystic is probably pretty yeah. good. Huh? And that's funny because like, I think um, like my parents, like, so we were raised originally like Sunni Muslim. Okay. And then uh, I think in my early 20s is when I was really trying to come to terms with everything. Yeah. Like, I think I had, I was like, I think you're kind of the same too. Like, you'd have these like religious ups and downs, yeah, absolutely. right? absolutely. Mine was uh, Lattaport portion of high school yeah and i in high school had one of those swings too at a moment because i was always in sunday school and then when i got into high school i was in youth group yeah same so yeah right so uh that was there and then you go isn't that so fun okay high school's weird because you're so fucking scared of god but you're horny you're like oh god so much peer pressure to do so many things you're just not getting along with your parents and in my youth group they were not shame they wouldn't like outright shame, but they shame. would they, shame. But they would definitely look and tell like look at you if you were like holding hands with your girlfriend yeah. or boyfriend. Or if you like dude, even sitting next to them in the youth group I was in in high school, yeah. they would be like, Hey, you know, I don't think you guys are really able to focus on God when you're so close to each yeah. other. Like, you know, maybe you should like sit on opposite sides or Yeah, like I think every parent's view that like children are just all a mess and everything's crazy is also like another side like there are very religious like yeah. kids that and let's just be real like the same like parents it just multiplies becomes like adultery substance abuse you know all these things like kids are facing it and imagine 
when your foundation feels so shaky because you're not sure what God is because you're, you're chemically imbalanced. You're like, I just realized there's God. Yeah, and, and I horny. need to do something about this. <laughs> yeah, but I'm do- so horny. I'm so horny. I'm so horny. I feel so guilty Some, so feeling this way. And then you're you're like shaky with your parents. Your household's crazy. School like is like a fucking running marathon. ragged from yeah. pre-dawn. Yeah, we were just talking about this too. Getting kids up pre-dawn. And getting them in, into school until the fucking afternoon. It's such a marathon, like with sports and everything, too. So, like, you're cracking by the time you hit your 20s, right? Yeah. And then for, I think for me, what was crazy, because 9-11 happened, and that's associated senior, with this Our long. senior year of high school. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I was just going through all these crazy, crazy feelings. And, um, yeah, like, I... I think like I was mixed with what I had been taught and not so much what I had read. And when I had read something, I had done it in either a sense of skepticism to prove my points of not of wanting to reject fit the like Islam or I read things in like a false narrative that I had been taught. So I couldn't see the truth in it. And I think the biggest thing was like this I'm not um oh my god. Obnoxious? I get in my omnipotence of oh, God. Omnipotent? Omnipotent of God. Omnipotent. I could say it in my head, but then it was like didn't want to come yeah. it was stuck in my nose. I get uh I get words like that. But like uh I was stuck in that sense of this like all knowing, so in your love and you're merciful and you're all the great things, but you're like letting all this bad shit happen. Mm. You know when you're young, like you can't see you only know contradictions. Mm. Like, you need contradictions to stand your ground because we don't know this. But as a teenager, you have nothing to stand on. So you can only stand on calling someone out wrong. I don't see. I don't resonate with this at all. There is nothing to stand on when you're young. That's why, like, you're you're pushing against your boundaries. That's like a natural thing. When you say nothing to stand on, what do you mean? Like, you don't own anything. You don't have, you know, you don't have control of your environment. You're still... You, you, you're thinking more dynamically, but you don't have dynamic real estate. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Kind of, but... You so don't have power. There's a, yeah, so there's a little bit... Here's what I'm having trouble is with me. When my parents divorced uh, eighth or eighth grade, freshman year maybe, yeah, I don't yeah. remember. I remember it was just now me and my mom and my little sister. I distinctly remember being like, okay, this is now my turf to fucking protect. This is my house. That, and I'm the man of the house now. And so I remember, like, I would, I would gather up, uh, you know, uh, table legs and shit to keep my bedding, you know, for yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. hitting, you know, like, uh, uh, like I'm a goddamn puppet in uh, whatever Mr. Rogers or whatever that was. Um, so I think for me, it was very much like, ah, oh God, it wasn't even then too. Before it, it was like I remember friends getting bullied. Uh, this is like grade school in Torrance before mm-hmm. I moved, and um, I remember helping them like get out of the situation like uh like i was an underground railroad like and we made it into yeah, a yeah. game um where we eventually always ended up at the teacher if like they bully got too close or whatever there's yeah. always that safety mechanism but other than that it was leading them on this fox hunt and I, so i've always as far as that what am i standing on it's always been like uh i guess protection is that i guess that's what i'm getting see, at is protecting so that, other people. your motivation is still protection it's always been yeah but, exactly but I guess you were doing it in a very quiet, nice way. I was yeah. doing it in a 
Like that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Oh that's yeah, bad. no, and this is where yeah. we differ totally. Is yeah. Because I'm, I was very much a, yeah, inward, and then all my actions or whatever, and you were very much like, bah! yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And well, and you and we talked about like where your anger and stuff comes from, and yeah, all, all that. Like it was understandable to be that angry at your age in the situations that we were in, right? You know, yeah, nine eleven, of course, yeah, being in a super conservative white. Temecula. Yeah, yeah. All of it, all of it, dude. Yeah. And so I think, like, uh, when it came to faith, like, one thing I had always found solace in was, like, music, which I think, like, everybody. Yeah. So, like, for me, it was a lot of hip-hop or classic rock. But the thing I liked about hip-hop was literally these, like, the struggle, the writing of struggle. Mm-hmm. And, and that goes back to the monkey brain. Yeah. Like, I was... allowing music to have that conversation in my head Mm. and it the catharsis Mm. feeling of it empowered me gave me this sense of masculinity it was aggressive and i felt there was a connection to hip-hop especially like you call like backpack hip-hop or conscious hip-hop like Mm. not like the white hip-hop but like black afrocentric was like tangled with like muslim islamic like uh themes and everything so I always felt like this kind of connection to it. And then this other side was like, I, I had found a way to like, uh, justify drug use, mm-hmm. like not like heavy heroin, cocaine. I wasn't really ever into those things, uh, party drugs, but it was like the psychedelics, you know, weed, you know, I felt like I was always just trying to tap into God or I was tapping into something at a moment when I'm like that. Mm-hmm. And so at that time, like, those rejections with my parents, all that fighting's happening. I'm not being like productive in life at that time either. You know what I mean? I was fighting some battles. Yeah. And um, you're raging against the machine. I was raging against the machine, and at some point, I was so disconnected. I thought there was the machine, and the man was after me. Yeah. And like I had gotten that deep and that bad for like a, a year or two, and the world around me like was really concerned. And, and I think I had got to that point before I finally, like, woke up, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and my parents were going through, you know, when you grow up, you learn your parents are constantly going through their journey, too. And their evolutionary journey had been, during that time when I was going through all that in my early 20s, was being so worried that I was, like, going to end up in jail, dead, you know, because I was just up to so many things. Uh, their response was to, like, be religious, go for Hajj, do all that stuff. Mm. And then after that, like we had so many different things happen that woke me up. Like I had so many things happen in my life. Um, They happened to be like releasing the tension a little bit, like Mm. starting to evolve and start to wake up and rekindle their uh, search for their faith and what their community meant. And that's when they were going to Sufism. Okay. And I wasn't in like, oh, I had actually gone to a conclusion of God at the time where I wasn't thinking about like a religious God anymore. Like I had gone into that spiritual awakening where, you know, there's some like universal divine energy, but I wasn't thinking anymore in God or religion anymore. And they were the ones that were first going into the mystical side because like, and I don't think it's important to have religion. Like now I'm in a, I'm in a place where I just kind of like, I'm in the moment. I don't really have to define it so much, but I do know there's a lot of different elements of religion in me. Mm-hmm. 
But at that time, like I was really like, oh, I avoid it. I can discuss to you why it's not important, mm. basically. And that when I was married, that was like the basis of our relationship was this clear rejection of any type of religion. Uh, like that was my view of just like this pure energy driving and searching for that pureness. Mm. And that gave me solace and peace at the time. Um, and it wouldn't be till after the divorce when I really like put myself in a vulnerable place mm-hmm. and was like, you know what, anything I've been rejecting in the past, I don't have to ha- take on. I can just appreciate it. Like, let's just start appreciating everything. And so that's been my like digestion for like the last five years is anything that comes across me, I feel like is like purposeful and to gain that knowledge and understand it. And if I see it fitting, I, it becomes part of me. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And so I think like, yeah, I'm in a very mystical place. And that challenges people that feel that they need to be 100%, you know, compulsory following a religion. Mm. I think it scares them that someone that's so knowledgeable, someone that's like raised in it so hardcore doesn't practice it the way that they pra- want it see it because they're scared because they they practice it with fear and that challenges them a lot they don't want to be wrong they don't want to be wrong yeah yeah. yeah yeah so i think that in that sense that that's scary and i think you could probably like your story would be the same way pretty yeah, much is like much I, mean, I was I, I was telling you earlier i was the guy um in my high school sort of religious time i was wearing uh those cheesy t-shirts yeah yeah i remember Armor of god t-shirts you had like oh dude you and so many had your bible in your hand all the time oh dude i took my special. senior pictures with a bible in my hand <laughs> not all of them but there was definitely a few where i was just like oh yes mm. like, See, i was like looking at the I page gotta, like I, mm. i've my motivator and i'm just gonna say this straight on out is like you know i I'm sex is on my mind all the time. So all the time. Yeah. All if you, the time. Anyone, anyone who follows him on Instagram. Yeah. It's blatant. I love like, not in a lewd fashion. No, either. no, no, in, no. In a yeah, yeah. very sensual way. In a very sensual way. I think life is all about being sensual and beautiful and amazing. And everything I always think is an expression of like potential layness. Mm. Like you could get laid at any moment. So Except for right now, you're not. Not right no, now. not right now. But There's maybe no you know. But not to say I'm promiscuous like that. But there's this. I think that life has to be. You know, like you ha- you should feel like you're on. You're perform. Not yeah. Like you're performing, not in a bad way. Like you should like feel you natural to, and stuff. Like you like, come to life. You come. To you know life. when you hear those those uh, artists w- that perform and they're like, "I'm my truest self when I'm I'm performing because it's just they're not thinking and they're just." Or just, no, no, no. I mean, in the pure, like, celebrating yourself, like, I love myself. And I would say that. I say, I think that's like being sensual, sexual, intellectual, emotional, you know. That's the performance you're talking about. This is the performance. Yeah. yeah. Every moment is the performance. No, every moment can't be a performance. No, every, this is the performance. Then we need to change the word, though. Performance. That's what I mean. It's not for other people. It's for you. Like, I think the person I love the most that does the performance is uh, Jeff Go- Go- Goldblum. Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum is in his performance. Do we and know? His life is so exciting to him. I'm really curious about whether, because you know, it's hard with celebrity. Yeah. 
because one, we're given one perspective of celebrity. And then the other is how much of it is on camera, off camera. Goldblum strikes me as someone who's embraced, who always has been like this, but he's cranked it up a little bit because it works for him in his career as well. Yeah. But, but we, it, no, I don't know. I guess there has to still be. Exactly. A root for it. Exactly. Anything, any, I can't the point is I can't say one way definitively. No, 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 no. All this. But I think mm-hmm. what enthralled me with Jeff Goldblum was, I, I believe it was like hot ones or something mm-hmm. when he talks about his wife mm-hmm. and he's just like falling in love while he's talking about her. Yeah. And that's a and beautiful thing. And he speaks thing. in that sensual way. Yeah. And when we talk about sensual too, it's not just like sex. Right. But sensual, when we talk yeah. about sensual, we is really inspiring. It's listening. Beautiful. It's those words. Yeah. It's the way he yeah. says it. Yeah. Uh, if you could smell, it would yeah. smell. Yeah. It's your senses. Awakening your senses. But it goes back to even like in, you know, let's just say like the affection, the flirtation, all that. Like mm-hmm. that's, it's unfortunate that people are uncomfortable yeah. with their sexuality. They're uncomfortable to feel beautiful. They're uncomfortable to be irresponsible. Like everyone's irresponsible. Yeah. Like people don't know how to be accountable. Just because you're like appreciate someone's beauty and someone appreciates your beauty doesn't mean you end up in bed together. I would you feel know, a we're lot. All, we're all always horny. But I feel a lot better if we didn't. Terms with it or not. Yeah, if we didn't have to get to that place where bed is the end goal. Yeah. I'd feel a lot more free. Yeah, every that's the problem. Is like in my head, like. Bed's not the end goal every day. Sometimes like, I want to celebrate how beautiful this particular person is. Right, right. Without any alter, ulterior motives uh, sexually. But I know that at least over the last, what, 30, 50 years, it's been like, oh, guys have that that ulterior motive. That, that Yeah, and whatever. it's unfortunate. And, like, I've been thinking of ways to articulate that, actually, because, like, I don't want to, like, say... I'm the good guy or right. something like that. Like, obviously, I've probably made We're not white knights or, or something like that. Like, yeah, like, yeah. But don't get us wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but every woman I've dated or been in a relationship with has been raped or molested, mm-hmm. right? They all have the guy that's done something horrific to them. Mm-hmm. Put them in a place that their vulnerability makes them really scared. And I've pretty, every relationship I've been in, there's been an acting out of something on me. Mm. You know what I mean? And the reason why I feel so confident is because I grew up with a mother with mental illness and I had to be the buffer. Like I had to always be the one that just like observed and let that person, you know, act out their mania or whatever they were feeling or abuse or whatever. So I attract those type of women. But even if I'm online and I see like the way women talk about men all the time, it's because they're hurt. Something's happened to them. So there's a, there are men that have, society obviously truthfully is a certain way as well yeah uh there there are men that have really messed it up for like good people absolutely you know what i mean absolutely yeah and then at the same time like it does teach as well as like everybody does have to take a look at how they are but at the same time i also think that there are people that are still in a sense of thinking where there's no victimhood Mm. like they still can be themselves sexually essentially they can enjoy each other and what this mass is, the me too, the, you know, PC culture, what, it, you know, it, it is what, where that's trying to take on that. Maybe mm. like there are still not everyone's dictated by the Twitter, 
You know what I mean? Like they say like 20% of Twitter makes 90% of the noise or 80% of the noise right, or something. Right. Like I don't think the whole society is in like a sexual dilemma, but at the same time, I feel like there is some root to this anxiety that we do have some sense of like conditioning to be afraid to be sexual or sensual. I think it's ingrained in the founding of the country. The founding fathers. No, no, no. <laughs> the fucking the, uh, the Quakers. The Quakers. Yeah, the Puritans coming the Puritans, over because yeah. they wanted to. Be, they were like, mm, uh, "This, I'm not jiving with my my puritanical ways up here in England, and yeah. so I'm going to go be more puritanical in this other land." And that's literally how we founded everything. Right, right. And that's what they built on. And like Asian societies, uh, you know, what is now like Central South American, even North American before like colonized and the white men came like sexuality centrality is so different even islamic i i believe like the prophet is someone that appreciated women obviously had different wives or multiple wives um you know that's just natural like we shouldn't bastardize humans women love sex too women do love sex women love sex like i've only dated women that love sex so and guess what some women and some men don't like sex some don't like sex some you know only like sex at certain times can't right. have it other times like right. trauma so and so forth so there's an array but uh yeah like cultures like looked at it different i think there is a tainted you know western christian you know like shame that's been draped over the world on how to view sex and yeah. even like other cultures have kind of forgot the way they used to look at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, we don't want to go all the way back to ancient Greek and pedophilia. Yeah. yeah but yeah. we want to find a happy, happy medium between yeah, that and uh, uh, sex, like stuff to, you know, with holes, what I'm, what I'm right. sheets, sex sheets. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like I feel like, you know, and obviously, these are our philosophies, right? Um, we can but only speak for ourselves, our own monkey brains. Our monkey brains. But I feel like, in a sense of, there is so much beauty that we feel during sex, you know? And we don't really need, like, I'm someone that doesn't watch porn, right? Mm-hmm. And I believe that it's fake. It puts in my head something that's not realistic. All true. It also, like, true. I love, like, and I've, I've figured this out and why I stopped porn a few years ago was that um, I really, like, when I'm with a woman, oh, my God, like, I can feel that excitement. Mm-hmm. Like, she really governs my mind. And with porn, you can escape that feeling after you've had it with that person. Right. But if you really want to, like, fall for someone or be into someone, and in the bedroom, just, like, be lost in that person. Mm. Like, I have, I can't, like, like you know, like, guys, <laughs> we have a spank bank. And for some guys, their spank bank is videos, you know, mm. of the things they've seen. And I say spank bank in a sense of, like, when you masturbate, what, what type of memory you're going to pull up. But also, like, I think it, it's, it's also, like, it, it becomes your, like, my, my dad would say this, not about porn, but in general, your frameware, like it's yeah. setting you up for, you know, that's, that's how your coding is to look at sex. Yeah. And what I feel like 
I, I don't like that. And I'm not saying it's wrong if any of you guys watch porn. That's your thing. It, or that's your thing. It's to, it, it reminds me of the music that you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, same thing. The soul of music being played with your, your breath yeah. is different than what we're calling soulless EDM. Yeah. That's fine to like it. There's plenty of talent and a lot of shit there. Right. But EDM is the porn to actual sex and like a musical instrument or something. Exactly. A band or something, right? Exactly. Like... No matter what, you're you're putting something into your mind, mm. and our minds are using that for contextual, foundational knowledge to be, you know, used on forward. So, you take in the porn, and okay, you're like, oh, I like that, I like that, I like that. That gets me off. That gets me off. Right. And then that's what your brain's like. I need more of that. I need more of that. Yeah. And then you do have that opportunity with someone else, and all you can think is that's how it's supposed to be. Right. And that's not, that's not natural at all. That is not, there's nothing real about that, that you're imposing on your moment with another individual, which already is in, like I said, if you do this and you guys work this way and your couples work, like sex works this way or whatever. But my view is there's no accountability is not a good word, but you don't have as much control over that moment to create something. There's not as much creative liberty yeah. in that moment when you have a pre-programmed, you know, database walking it. Yeah. So like sex for me is literally like a truth of heart on the in the moment. I don't have anything in my head that I've been like marinating on unless I've been marinating on that woman you know what I mean? Chills. Right? Yeah. And that's all I've been marinating on is her and what I want to do to her and how I want to do it. And she's like, yeah. So, but porn will stop that the minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't even get me going. And that's that, that's another form of monkey chatter. Monkey chatter. Mind chatter. Right. I'm so porn. sorry to do this. Yeah. I, I have to pee so bad. I'm so sorry. I will pee behind this if you want to keep talking. And <laughs> I, like, I don't care. Uh, I won't show my, my dong or anything. I'll yeah, do it yeah, right yeah. here if you want me to do that. Oh, no, 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 no. I'll pee into a right. cup or whatever. We're not at Howard Stern level yet. Fuck, oh, I gotta go so bad. Go, go, can we no, just no, like no. cut? Go pee. We'll, we'll edit this later, yeah? Yeah, we yeah. can edit it. Because I'm not sure how you fill up on podcasts while someone pees. We could put a timer again for another game if yeah. you guys need to bet. Start it. Now, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, that was actually perfect. Oh, really? Right when I clapped, you started? I started when you clapped. Wow, I'm just on it today. Just drinking my kinky chai. Oh, my God. You really had to go. I really appreciate it. Well, I had to go so bad. I really appreciate the fact that you were holding it. <laughs> this is like another weird like random factoid that I'm just pulling out of the air but I heard somewhere and I don't know but you'd have to look it up I haven't looked it up ever but um, you make like your best decisions when you have to pee have you ever heard that Scott I can't hear you over the sound of my own trickle ah, I'll wait till you're back yeah that's probably a good idea <laughs> I'm shaking it off right now <laughs> What was that song? Shake it once, shake it twice. You, you, what was that? Blinker. You're playing. Yeah, it was, you're playing yourself. Yeah, it was like a blink song or a. I don't 
shake it once, it's fine, it's all business. Shake it three times, you're playing with yourself. I don't remember. <laughs> you just skip two? Yeah. Well, two is more the same as one. Oh, man. I feel, thank you. Thank you for waiting for me because uh, I needed that. Um, and I didn't want to cut into what you were talking about because, like, you said something that resonated, but, again, we're opposites in this. Right. Exactly. You said um, sex is, is beautiful and sex is um, – you, you know, they heard what you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I agree with you. However, I'll, I will say that some people are probably a lot like me where – so sex for me has been divided into two different lifetimes, pre-war and post-war. Right. So pre-war, I was a late bloomer. And yeah. I didn't have sex until when we were in our apartment? Like 23? Yeah, 22, 23. All right, so 22, 23. Yeah. I didn't have sex until then. Yeah. Um, I distinctly remember when it was because I think we were all watching like a, a Deshi movie. <laughs> <laughs> Get like, you in the mood with the Deshi movie. My girlfriend at the time, no names. No names. Uh, we just went into my bedroom and then uh, I think I remember coming out and like later on I was like, I just had sex. And, I, and you guys were like, yay, Scott. <laughs> like you guys are so Woo-hoo! happy for me. Yeah, it was really, it was really uh, I felt very supported. We got you back. Um, but like that, so that experience was candles, yeah. bedroom. Dude, you almost like burned down our place once. Okay. That's a different story. And I'm but sure that's it wasn't like the only time Off of like the same time frame. Probably. It might have been. Not the time he lost his virginity, but there was like a week or two later, almost burned down the place. Where I was just still masturbating to that memory. <laughs> probably. <laughs> no, but I, so, so my first time I had uh, candlelights. Comfy room, um, boys to men playing <laughs> their 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 uh, self titled album, which is the best album of boys to men. I'll make love to you, and on bended knee. Um, I had melted chocolate and paint brushes where we painted each other's bodies with melted chocolate. We ate it off each other, and then we were just like, "Do you just want to have sex?" It was kind of like that. Like you know, we're basically we're doing everything. Like you just want to do it. Well, yeah, okay. What what was stopping you from ever having sex? Uh, I think it was the religious stuff, um, and the the it was ingrained to me growing up. You know all those TV shows and all the messages and the after school specials. It's always like you want to wait. Like you really want it to be special your first time. Like that's what. That's what I remember growing up was everyone's like, what, what were you thinking when I was like having all this sex? I don't think I was thinking about you having sex. No, but not had, like, cause I lost it at 15. So I, I honestly, bro, I don't think I ever thought about it or like, are you like, wow, did he no, I didn't get to have a, a special moment? No, that's the thing. Did you think about other people? No, though, I didn't give a shit about yeah, what other you were people just did. Like, this is what I believe. Well, yeah, because yeah, exactly. It's what I thought I believed. It's just <laughs> like, oh yeah, wait for that person oh. it's very old school <laughs> very old school thinking contrast this now juxtaposed <laughs> to post-war scott and uh i find myself in the bdsm community yeah. i've got people tied up i'm flogging somebody they love it i love it and sex has taken on this um i think i sexualized the violence of iraq but it's still like a vulnerability sex yeah always that's the whole thing to it. When right, I say beauty, it, I'm not saying like... Like, you're not saying like, 
like oh like this is so, no no like, no no everything's so there, perfect i'm and just beautiful. saying the 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 this was a phenomenon this was hair by the way yeah, yeah uh, woman's hair the phenomenon of having a connection with someone my my that's what i'm talking about there was no you're still even if you're like flogging someone no 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 you you're either it was a it was a up until very recently bdsm for me was a way to get that out without being vulnerable at all to anybody so you just were on the side of it ex- but then do you consider that sex let's ask other people because i'm still trying to figure out my whole, <laughs> my whole life no no and that, i'm still trying to figure this out so yeah, i don't know i don't I, yeah, you yeah, do yeah. you do but it's i guess it's a different experience i'm not saying like cuz sex for me angry stressed happy you know, like all kinds of. This emotions. had none of those emotions. Right. For oh, me. right. For me, it okay. Was, so this is the. This is a, I need to put. I need to put myself in a place where I should be having emotions, but I'm going to shut off entirely. Mm-hmm. And but I'm going to provide this positive experience for this other person, and vicariously that fulfills me because some of the things that I'm doing might not have even been penetrative sex. You know what I mean? Right. And they're and I'm just like doing things to to this person, and it's almost like a well back to it's almost like a performance, frankly. But do, and they come, mm-hmm. so they orgasm from you doing these things to them. Sometimes, sometimes it's there's certain people where there were no orgasms involved. They just got uh, maybe it's an endorphin release, maybe it's a cathartic release, uh, maybe a lot. Of, there's been a few people that that's have they've dealt with past abuses was through not sort of reliving it, but reliving, reliving it Is a little there, bit, mirroring it. I okay. would say, I got um, you, saying. you know what I mean? And so possibly this was a sexualized therapy rather than sex itself. Right. So I would say that it's, that's uh, what I'm saying. Like mi- shadow of itself, possibly a silhouette. I mean, of- we, okay. We were talking about this before too. There's human language and then there's just what existing. And there just is. Yeah. 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 So what you, that's what I'm saying. Like what you're doing is not what, what the, we're not talking about the same thing. Penetrated sex with your someone else. Yeah, we're you're, talking about like an like an off-brand sex. Off-brand, like, like a bag cereal sex. A, a subsex, sub of sex, subsex. I like subsex. Subsex, like it, it it touches on sex. Right. The inspiration is there, but the reasoning for it is different. Like grape drink. Intention. Like grape no, drink. No, like Sunny Delight. Yeah. It's not orange juice. Or it's... But it's pretty good. Yeah. It's good in its own way. Like when you want Sunny Delight, you want Sunny Delight. You don't want fucking orange juice. But and it, that go, but hey, that goes back to some people don't know that they can enjoy Sunny Delight. Like You can enjoy both. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Right? But, but I wasn't in that place, you know, for those, right. those my late 20s, essentially. But... Sex for you is not always being in those roles. Not anymore, no. But I still am having trouble. When you were in those authentic. roles, were you having regular or what we? Let's like, not call the, regular like, sex, but vanilla. Do you mean like vanilla sex? Or not even vanilla. Vanilla's I mean, was was that BDSM? All that shit is that feeding? Just like in the basic of just being horny. Mm. Being horny mm. does that feed the horny in you mm. like the what motivates someone to jerk off and right. to get just bust a nut 
or rub Jill off, right. like rub one out, hmm. get fucked, whatever. Like just to the natural, I need to have a sexual orgasm. Right. Is that feeding that urgency? It's no, if anything, it was, let's see, if anything, it was building up that need to release. And then do you ever release and how does that happen? So that was an issue though back then yeah. because the army had me on all sorts of pills, mm-hmm. one of which was Zoloft. Yeah. Um, and for me, that meant I could be hard as long as I want and I can have sex for as long as I want, but I will not come. Right. No orgasm will be there no matter how fast or hard or whatever. So I think in that time of my life, I was just like, okay, well, I can just get myself off eventually if I just beat myself raw afterward but if i do all these other things leading up to it it might maybe make it easier as well so this is a disconnect right multi-layered multi-layered disconnect 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 is a gentle word for because like i'm thinking when i have sex like i'm fully conscious of my body like i control my orgasms like i could if i really wanted to like get into a place and this is what i'm really good at getting my partner into a place where you know, I can teach someone to orgasm off a touch. Mm-hmm. And same thing. Like where orgasm within moments, not orgasm for hours. Just to really be in touch with the body. Mm-hmm. And that's why, and I think that also goes back to like being associated, not having any uh, distraction, associating control, connection with my body. Like meditation does that, all that stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you've, you've exp- experienced trauma and then you're using they've prescribed you substances as well mm-hmm. and then you there's already anxiety with sex when it's not going the way that it's supposed so let's say supposed to go there's anxiety with sex before you even start having yeah sex. so um there's a disconnect and so you're somehow you needed a control aspect so do you feel like that's where that comes in oh 100 it has to do with control 100 percent control um, it's still, do you feel like, and I don't know if this word's right, but there's still like a masculinity aspect to it because I can't, I can't complete this task. And I say that I can't come to a completion. Yeah. So yeah. let me have something that you're not going to be able to question it. Mm. Like you're not that's questioning my, my, my operational task. Oh, in that's this, it. That's it. This I didn't, picture. We're I, not I didn't in, think about it that way. We're not. Yeah. We're not focusing on my conclusion. Right. Right. I'll take care of myself on my own. Time. And you're saying that's a masculine. That's a, or you're saying I, that's, cause I, I'm not saying masculine and that's wrong to put, but dominance, dominance doesn't necessarily have to be masculine. No, but a lot of people associated with yeah, that. Yeah. And maybe that's not what I'm trying to say, but in the sense, as a man finishing coming to com- completion, like can be it's it's you know it's a chemical reaction so we 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 wait for that moment that's the conclusion right um by not doing that there's this inferiority so to change the role within that be like let's say that environment a sexual environment and have it where it's not my responsibility to show you the final job we're focusing on you mm. and your final completion and how you leave this room that might be a way i would think about it now but in the times we're talking about it was actually fucking opposite yeah from my experience it was more of this is a superpower me not coming because i can fuck these people for as long as they want right right um 
and then oh god i lost you it. i'm gonna what was the second part totally of that? respond to yeah that. go ahead do, do it now so uh, I but i, I want to give you like more room to kind of come to it so like i get that because every man thinks we have to last right right that's the first part but then there's also we want to come right there is a feeling of pleasure from it. That that is the end game. Right. Uh, there can be, and ways to get to that that enhance it. If we're aware of those ways to do that, I think when like ta- tantra sex is really fun because build, 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 build. But you know you have to be able to do that without anxiety. Right. You know what I mean. So that can be really amazing. That might have been to the build, build, build without anxiety might be what the whole point of being a dom in that community was because if I'm so focused on what I'm doing with this lady, I guess I should say person, but um, I don't have time for the anxieties in me. Whereas if we're talking about normal sex these right. days, I can very easily get out. Like It's very difficult for me to focus right. on, on sex and I get out of it real easy so it's like that fascinates me because like okay what we call normal or vanilla sex and maybe that's what my sex is Mm -hmm. considered because it's more like based on feelings and intimacy in a couple situation like committed monogamy um but like what are you having sex for you know what i mean yeah that's like the that's the question and so like it's great to, like I said, that release the horniness, but being with someone and like that sex express that conversation between each other is a, it's another form of, it's another communication. It's the primal communication. It's the primal communication. Yeah. So like when you start to add things onto it, mm-hmm. you know, the intentions behind, you got to ask yourself, what am I doing it for? You know, it's, it's interesting as we're talking about like that primal sex and the motivations, I can almost imagine the spectrum of sex going from this crown chakra to the root right. chakra. Right. So we're talking about the primal root chakra down here. Right. But sometimes as I was describing my sexual exploits as a dom, these other people, it was all, I would say at this point. Well, because I don't think you're not I'll rooted. Say, you're no, not exa- rooted. Exactly. It was yeah. all here. And then, you know, sometimes yeah. there's sex where it's like, it's, nothing but heart and yeah love. it's all and it love may not be the best sex no. it might but it's totally different it's right. filling and loving and, and its own stuff oh, yeah, that's i beautiful. know and i won't even get into the mouth chakra yeah the yeah. throat chakra yeah yeah we'll yeah. talk all day about that's a whole yeah and i think you've that's you've, a monkey brain you hit it right there well so i was gonna say like taking it back to the mar- monkey brain thing when you're not rooted and you're back into this chat like and like i said this is my philosophy but the narcissism starts to kick back in and it becomes me again mm-hmm. in perfect reverence and love. And let's say within sex, my, my philosophy would be like, I'm a, I'm a giver and obviously I love pleasure, but I'm in a place where I feel me giving my partner is a giver as well. Mm-hmm. And that dance, that beautiful dance you do, that conversation you have, like you don't need to be like, I need this to be, or they need to do this, or I have a checklist, or I have a standard, or something like that. Because you're not walking in with these expectations. Mm. You're in the moment. You're full of gratitude. You're in a place of, like, love, right? So it goes back to, like, not, lo- like, everyone's really trying to make love scary. But 
that's true. Like to be free is scary to actually be free to come in the first minute is has people feel like it has its implications to not come after a couple hours. People feel like it has its implications. So everybody thinks like some behavior is implications. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because of the implication. So what, that's what I mean. Like, so to get to a level and I I feel like with a partner where you can get to a spiritual level where that vulnerability, everything, because we, whether you do want it rough or whatever, anything like that, like it's going to be so much more enjoyable if you can actually like pay attention. Uh, 100%. (laughs) Like I'm getting to, I'm finally getting to that place. Like if you can, I want to participate in this like actively. And all my partners are women. And like I've said, like I've had women that have had sexual abuse. A lot of it is bringing through meditation and bringing to the moment and understanding that you're free. Like this is your body. You're free to feel good. You know, part of it is I haven't had a partner that reciprocated that. Yeah. And and it's been like, oh, you're the man, you're the masculine, you're the top, the dom, whatever words you want to use. You are, you're directing this and I am, you know, you do what we want. But there's no, like, I don't want to, if I wanted to fuck an inanimate thing, like I'll buy myself a real doll. But that's. And do whatever I want. That's the work that goes on, like, even after you had sex after the first time. That's, that's, that's the. Oh, I'm going to appreciate you you as a human being next to me, your body. Start to really look at it, understand it, yeah. having those communicate, that communication. These aren't, these aren't normal things for me, my experience. No, and for a lot of people, they're not yeah. either. Like, there are people that haven't seen each other naked without, like, they've only had sex with the lights on, off or something. Yeah, the you lights off I mean? thing is crazy. Yeah, and so... I get it. I get it. So, uh, like, a, it's always like this with my my partners is like showing them like, no, we're, we're pressing pause. Like, yeah, I, I want to know how you feel when like I kiss you there and we're going to like press a moment and really pay attention to me, kiss you there. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Or, you know, like really we're not going anywhere. We're, we're pressing pause. This moment is for this right now. Do you ever in the busy constantly going world we live in right now is it hard for you to ever tune off that and be just 100% in this pleasure place with your partner where you don't have to rush you can take time and appreciate I've noticed like my my patterns when I've been in relationships um have been like because I've always been with people that most of the time match my sex drive Mm -hmm. so it's like Sec- we're waking up early to have sex. But beyond drive, though, we're, I'm talking about no, like to fucking be focusing. Caught into that, even if it's like a quick, like we just need we just need to get a quick one out of the way. Yeah. Oh, we're like, you you finish like we both get done. We're like fuck. I wish we could just be staying here right now and doing this. Like oh, and, I gotta but go then, to work. It, all right. So then the opposite of that, though, you can. I, I guess I'm. It, to it like, motivates you. Bro, here's, motivates what I'm, here's what I'm trying to ask you. Okay. How the fuck long can you be in this intimate time with a person and not have your mind start wandering off to do other things? I know this has always it's, been a traditional woman thing. It becomes the thing, motivator. But it's not just a woman thing. It becomes the motivator, though. What becomes the motivator? Like, it just adds on to, like, oh, the more I 
do well in what is in front of me, the more I deserve to no, 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 have this great sex. I'm talking about this. like you're you're having great sex and pops into your head, fuck, I have this deadline or shit, I'm it's, out of I soap. Just, or, you know, like... I should be doing something else. Yeah. No, nothing, else. nothing in my head is more important than... That's me. what I'm trying to fucking... Yeah. That's what I wanted to know. Yeah. And I knew, I think I knew that, yeah. but I wanted them to know that <laughs> uh, because you are a fucking solid, you're rock solid when it comes to your focus. So on what's sex. so funny is like, I am so regimented in my day, right? Mm-hmm. Like my schedule, waking up, doing everything. Um, but like a Sunday has always been the day where sexy Sunday, sexy Sunday, like, and it starts on sexy Saturday night, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, Friday night, you'll get. I mean, you're getting sex every morning, every night. Like some people are, some people are not. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But in my relationships, we're always getting sex. Right, right. But for Sunday, Sunday is, and if people have seen me when I'm in relationships, my social media, like Sunday, I disappear, and you know, it's it's sex Sunday sex in bed, and I'm someone that. But you gotta understand, like, constantly with me, like. I'm thinking about that woman and she's not walking in front of me without me like perversely wanting her so bad Oh, and just yeah, like googling at her yeah, and just, different. you know, like I won't keep my hand by her. Yeah. And I've like, I have to. that's why I've never like when I've been in a committed relationship, I've never thought of anybody else mm-hmm. because it's like, I'm just so into that person. Right. And I'm just like the taste, the smell, the everything like you know you're just like intoxicated by them mm. and i think women are kind of skeptical by it they don't realize that someone can actually feel that way it's i think i'm, I'm i don't even think i'm going on a limb yeah. when i say this but i think you're in the minority yeah i don't know like the minute i have a woman like i because i i'm sexually attracted to everything right men women like i see beautiful things but there's that, it goes back to the conversation we were having before where I can be sexually attracted to it, but I don't want it in bed. Yes. I have men, sure. women wanting me all the time, but I don't want to be in bed with them. I just want that one that I have that connection with. Right. And that one, oof, like when I'm in that and that becomes the motivator of everything and I'm always wanting to date that person, like even when I'm already with them. Mm-hmm. Just like I'm, they become the object of my affection. And I don't know if that's a cancer thing or what it is, but they just become so much like... Cancer the astrology? Not the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not Because my life's going to end soon and I don't take anything for granted. Right, right. No, not like that. <laughs> cancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the crab, right? Yeah, the crab. Cancer. Yeah. Uh, how, how... We went an hour and a half. Oh, shit! <laughs> We should wrap it up. Um, is there anything you want to add? I mean, no, I mean, I'm just kind of like, I need a moment. I was taken aback. I didn't know it was an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, there's nothing else that I wanted to say. We were just, we were talking about sex. So we yeah. I mean, I think forever. like essentially that it's kind of funny that we talked about it. And a lot of this today was about mind chatter and everything. Yeah. But I think sex is a motivator, whether you're trying to, whether, you know, it makes you feel good, or it doesn't make you feel good. Whether you have anxiety with it, you don't have anxiety. Whether you feel you need to have control of it, whether you don't, whether you have trauma mm-hmm. from it, so on and so forth. 
we are sexual creatures and it is influencing and narrating everything we do i think okay so we're gonna have to do our next episode more sex because there's a lot here's the best part it, about, it becomes a little bit of this yeah dude and here's the best part about you and i is yin and yang here or maybe yin and yang i don't i think it's yin and yang i think <laughs> yeah. but like are especially with sex i think nothing is more different in our experiences of the world right. than our sexual experiences right and that's fucking crazy to me yeah um because everything you're saying makes sense but it's very foreign to me and i didn't want to get i'm not trying to talk more about it because we do need to end this episode yeah, yeah so this is just a little teaser we're gonna keep we're gonna go we're gonna juxtapose ourselves sexually i think next episode i i think we'll have to do a part two well, it's got to be part two we're gonna compare our, our proverbial penises and we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna let it all hang out we're gonna let our our hearts our hearts junk hang out let's let's do that then in, a, in the most non-threatening yeah a salty sort of way <laughs> well until part two then what 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 did we learn um, what did we learned today to be sexually liberated and to cut out or no actually first we were talking about cutting out the mind what well, doesn't have to be in chronological order bro oh sorry whatever whatever we learned uh to be free sexually and take away anxiety from it and free sexually doesn't mean promiscuous it just means Fuck those walls that you've got yeah. about sex. Get it's rid like, of all the conditions. Decide yourself. Yeah, decide yeah. yourself. If you're an asexual person, because there's asexual people, yeah. be asexual. Yeah. But come to that conclusion by yourself. Um, okay, so we've learned that. We've learned uh, we've learned who we are. Who we are. Why we're here. Why we're here. And the difference between the monkey brain and the ox brain. Right. Um, which we'll talk more. That'll be a, a recurring theme. Right. Obviously. I think, uh, yeah. And I... Th- yeah, I actually like. I can't wait for part two. Part two is gonna be great. Part two is <laughs> gonna be really I, great. Yeah, like if anything, yeah, this is part A, Addy, and now we gotta see the other side. And I think we're really gonna come with a lot. And I think it's important people know your side. I think a lot more people, yeah, don't know how to discuss their anxieties with it. In a lot of different ways. No, they, I know there's a lot of like, uh, there's some guilt, at least for me. Yeah. And some like, oh, you know. I always, I always have people uh, coming into my chat and talking to me about their sexual anxiety. Oh, I thought you were going to say talking about my sexual Yeah, about Scott's sexual <laughs> Let anxiety. me tell you something about. <laughs> yeah. But so I feel like there is a lot. Like, people really don't know how to be connected to it because yeah. of all the things that happen. Well, and they might feel really bad because. Their, their partner doesn't necessarily understand they can't communicate it to their partner or it's like it's not a you thing yeah um, so that could be difficult and we'll talk about that another time so i think the end of it you guys are never alone no. we're here we're always here we're always literally here. we live here we live here this is my spot on the couch this is my Zaddy spot. spot and this is you can't see it but we have a we have a projector yeah <laughs> We're very proud of our projector. King we hung the it castle. Up. Hey, hey, hey! But uh, thank you again, you guys, for uh, joining us for yep. this conversation. I think that we're actually on different platforms now. We're like, on. Pla- oh yeah, they can actually follow us now. On yes, yeah. follow us. The Monkey Brain Podcast. The Monkey Brain Podcast on Spotify, Google Play, uh, SoundCloud, not iTunes, YouTube, yet. not iTunes, not iTunes yet. yet. Until we we're- get. Hold on, we're we're too bad for iTunes. We're too badass. We're, for we're a little iTunes. naughty for iTunes. But you know, 
follow us everywhere else and uh thank follow you again you guys um, I decided. Oh, Instagram. Oh, the monkey Instagram. brain podcast. It's the one social media I know how to, I can use. I won't even say I know how to use it. I, <laughs> watching some of our friends like Instagram game. Yeah. I realize I'm, I'm basically on MySpace compared to them. Oh dude. You know what I mean? Oh, you know, some of the people I'm talking about. Yeah, too. They're, yeah, they're yeah. fucking great. But, uh, yeah. Instagram, follow us on Instagram and, uh, subscribe. Just subscribe, 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 subscribe. Let us know what you guys like what we should listen to give us a high five and give us a high five like if you see us give us likes share with your friends yeah we hope you guys enjoyed this i would take real world likes too like if you want oh yeah yeah. give us a hug give us a high five yeah i like it i like that we're in sunnyside we're (laughs) you know where to find us we'll be hanging out with cal penn (laughs) and Uh, that's a wrap that's a wrap kwansu dudes